Hey everyone, welcome to episode 68 of You Heard It Here Second. New podcasts are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. You get to be in the It should elite. be in our intro. It should. Please should like and subscribe, subscribe on, on iTunes. Yeah, we don't even mention iTunes. Um, you know what? Decided. We're changing up our, our intro line. Wow. Yeah. Cool. We're change it. We're huge re- news. We're, we're rewriting it. Love so. it. Derek and Steve present... America is rooting for Nashville, I think. Yeah. We still haven't confirmed that, but oh, Nashville just scored. Right and they just scored. That's huge. Warriors. <laughs> yeah. they, they win the title. Two out of three years, they win the tie break. Everyone, every, like everyone is disappointed. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Because the picture looks like a regular quesadilla with, <laughs> with Cheetos, with in, Cheetos it. in it. <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 68 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how was that? Your first time that in the was, intro text. That was tough. That was tough. I've never been involved in the intro and in, in the identifier before. I think I did a great job. I think you did a great job Is as well. Is that a promotion? That's a promotion. You are, <laughs> yes, you have officially been promoted. All right. What's um, my new title? Your new title is podcaster, including the intro. Oh, man. Yeah. It's exciting. So we said it. We promised it last week. We were going to make our introduction more informative to tell people to get... And more informal, too. Informal. Informal, more conversational, more friendly, more inclusive. I will also say your hey, everyone, at the beginning was a little fast. It was a little fast, but... It's it, not like how you say hey, everyone, to people. It's like walking yeah. into a room with people you don't like. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we can we, maybe... We, li- we like our listeners. We can change the tone we'll if we get, want. Like, hey, everybody. Hi, like, everyone. Good morning. Hey, friends. Hey, hey, friends. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, but the the main part, the most important port, port yikes. The most important port, port. The most important portion. <laughs> no. Um, seriously, the reason we changed it is because we need you to subscribe on iTunes. We found out that is the most important thing for podcasts is subscribers. Um, if you can subscribe, even if you this is your first time listening or your, your 68th time listening, uh, a subscribe on iTunes is huge. If you want to rate us and review us, that's even better. Have we, do we have any ratings or reviews? Uh, I think I might have rated us. All right. I'll I, have to rate myself, maybe too. Maybe I'll review us, too. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully I give us good grades. <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to give us? Um, anyway, like us on iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, rate. Give us good reviews. If you don't like the show, do not rate us on iTunes. Correct. Do not review us, either. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, just, that's yeah. the reason for the change. Just search for Derek and Steve, or you heard it here second. Either one of those, I think, will turn up our podcast results. Or you can go to DerekAndSteve.com, and the link is there. So I would prefer you just do it on iTunes. It's cooler. It's easier. Yeah. It makes us look legit. Right. Well, no, no. Yeah. I mean, if you can't find it on iTunes, DerekAndSteve.com has a link to our oh, iTunes gotcha. listing. Gotcha. So if you need to, if you need to go that route, you, you can. Need extra help finding us. So um, that's it. Episode sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. We're we're closing in, Derek, on the magic number. On the magic number, <laughs> which is next week. Uh, <laughs> we got three periods today. Uh, quick BC update to start. Then we have our guest, uh, the return of Know Your Tens today, which Steve will introduce when it comes to that. And we have sports closing things out. So uh, to start it out, BC update. You want to kick us off? Yeah. So uh, for those of you who have donated to. The Flynn Fund, you got a very special email from our new AD, Martin Jarmond, uh, sending a thank you. And also, weirdly, in his first email, sending a thank you and information that I can use. Um, I don't think I've received that type of email in from BC in, since my orientation email. <laughs> thank you for joining. 
thank you for accepting your or thank you for uh, choosing Boston College. This is your dorm room. Yeah. That was the last time I got a thank you and information at the same time. <laughs> um, so he did say the project's underway for the Flynn Fund. This is where your money is going. You donated to these things, which is nice to hear. Uh, construction of the Athletics Fieldhouse, construction of the Connell Recreation Center, construction of new baseball, softball, and recreational fields on Brighton, renovation of both men's and women's ice hockey locker rooms, and replacement of the turf in alumni. All of these things I would gladly donate to. Like those are the yeah. items when they when I donate to Flynn Fund, that's where I want the money going. And obviously there's there's better places money can be spent in in the general terms of scholarships and things like that. But he said five or six things where our Flynn Fund money is going, and I'm I'm very happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I think the uh, there were I had related news actually there which. Before I had even seen the uh, email from Martin Jarman, actually, I had read that the we missed it last week, but the they broke ground on the baseball and softball fields on Brighton campus, excellent, uh, as well as the recreational fields, and they actually knocked down the dugouts or the old dugouts at the current baseball field, nice. uh, in anticipation for, for building the football field house in that in that space. So, so do we know? Do we have a rendering of what the baseball and softball fields are going to look like? I didn't see one yet, but I imagine that it exists because. The baseball field on Shea, or what was our former baseball field, was pr- probably objectively was, the worst place to watch a baseball the game worst. It, it was in considered the worst. Maybe even like in all of D1. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the it worst baseball facilities. It was not a stadium. It was, you it would was, sit on a parking garage yeah. if you desperately yeah. wanted to watch a baseball game in a crowded area. Yeah. and you, yeah. So I, I think the whatever they do on Brighton will be better than what we had. Hopefully Definitely. they make it more of a stadium. stadium yeah, yeah it's, like it's a stadium stands. atmosphere. You don't need outfield stands, but I mean, like, have a have a, a little horseshoe around around the from first base to third base Easy. with some stands. It's very it's very simple. Easy enough. So that's the BC news. No other news yet. Uh, Martin German already starting off um, with a I don't know. I want to say with a bang because that's all. That's kind of pretty normal stuff. That yeah, was, and that was a lot expected. of it was already probably planned as well. But but um, certainly off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, it's about as much as you can ask for in the guy's first two weeks. Um, he's obviously not going to do anything insanely crazy. He's but my favorite a, AD. A good, he's my favorite AD that we've experienced so far, yes. certainly. So, um, so that's it for BC Update. Any other any other thoughts? That's it for the BC Update. Um, like I said, we'll have more on Martin Jarmond when he starts actually getting into his job. He just started about, what is it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yep. Um, so I'm sure we've got more to come, but right now, off to a good start. And now we welcome Jordan Clendenning out of New Brunswick, Canada, our first international guest. We thought we'd play uh, the national anthem to get you a little more comfortable. How do you feel? (laughs) It makes me feel just at home. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right. Um, Well, thank you, Jordan, for joining. Um, Like I told the listeners, you are our first international guest. New Brunswick, Canada, and uh, we've actually got a very special Know Your Tens today. Um, it's super easy. we got 10 questions for you, um, and and they're all Canada-based slang terms. So, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> do you remember any of your, uh, your childhood in Canada, all the slang you used? I hope so. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> first, first things first, can you say the term for, like, a noodle that you cook and you, you put tomato sauce on it for dinner? Spaghetti? No, the other one. Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You changed it a little bit. You changed it a little. Usually it's a bit more Canadian. Pasta. Right? 
<laughs> there you go. Um, okay, cool. So the rules are easy. When uh, you get a question right, you will hear this noise. When you hear question, when you get a question wrong, you will hear this noise. The goal is to get more than a uh, more than eight right. I think eight is the uh, yeah the, the good threshold. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so, a pass. So Jordan, I, I know we we talked about it a bit uh, before you we we introduced you, but how you feeling? Well, you got me a little nervous uh, <laughs> sitting here. You know, I'm I'm in suspense for the ten questions. Are, we'll find out if I know Canada or not. <laughs> there, okay. a, lot, a lot riding well, on this. Well, here we go. This is our the true test. If Jordan knows Canada, <laughs> all right, let's kick it off. Hold on one second. We're gonna do the intro song we haven't done in a while, and then we'll uh, get to your first question. Oh, that's a nice that's, that's a nice a... intro, don't you know? <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> um, okay, Jordan. So we're we're not even sure. We just googled uh, ten most commonly used Canadian slang terms that America Americans wouldn't know, um, and we're gonna give you the definition of them, and we're gonna see if you know your Canadian slang terms. Are you ready? Okay. Alrighty. Number one: When water penetrates your shoes. Oh, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. You have to tell me this one. All right. Wait, my gear a... wet? <laughs> a soaker, a soaker, or a booter? You ever heard of that? No, never. Oh, geez. Oh, man. Off to a tough start. All right. Oh, no. 0 for 1. No soakers, no booters. Maybe you just never had water in your shoe. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. All right, here we go. Number two unemployment or welfare benefit? Unemployment. Unemployment? Uh, pogey. Pogey. Can I say pogey? <laughs> correct. Good, good, good. All right. That is correct. Can you? So you now you have to use it in a sentence. Use pogey in a sentence. Uh, I'm sitting on the couch drawing pogey. <laughs> drawing pogey. I like it. Um, so that's unemployment benefits? Yeah. All right. Make a song out of that one, that sentence. All right. You got to get this one. This one I've heard before. Number three, you're, you're one for two. So number three, a foolish or uncultivated person. Um, they say it in hockey a lot. Uh, a foolish or uncultivated person. Um, geez, I don't know. Uh, a shit show? A mop? <laughs> Those are three good those are good. Those are three good ones, but not the word we're looking for. Derek, give me the buzzer. We're looking for hoser. A hoser, okay. I've never used it, but I'll I'll take it. I'll take it home. I like right. the alternatives. I like the alternatives too, especially shit show. <laughs> um Alright, Derek, you alright, you are officially one for three. Number Alrighty. four question coming up. Here we go. A two dollar Canadian coin. Uh, is a toonie. Toonie. Can I see toonie? Correct. All right. That that one's probably one of the easier ones on here. Um, all right. Number five. You're two for four. Two cream, two sugar coffee. Double, double. Double, double. Correct. That is correct. And where do you get your double doubles? 
Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points. Bonus point right there. Uh, right. All right, you are officially three for five. That's not bad. That's yeah. that's pretty Canadian. Okay. How do you feel so far? Do you feel Canadian? Do you feel I'd like, like to finish strong. <laughs> I do. I feel I feel like I'm I'm solid Canadian right now. We'll finish strong. I'm surprised you've you never said this. hoser before. I feel like I've said hoser. Hoser, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Must be a West Coast thing. All right, here we go. Number six. The Canadian way of saying colored pencil. Ah, uh, crap. Pencil crayon? Pencil crayon. <laughs> Correct. No way. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so most of this stuff probably sounds normal That sounds to you. so simple. <laughs> Pencil crayon is not normal. So, what do you guys call it? A color pencil. Color pencil. Okay. <laughs> no, pencil crayon's not good. Okay. Number no. seven. Uh, four for six. Not bad. Number seven. What do you call your electricity bill? Uh, power bill. Power bill. Can I see power bill? So the internet told me that it's called the hydro bill. Hydro bill. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> you, did you, you never, I've heard that. You never call it the hydro bill? No. All right. Well, that's a missed question for you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number eight, a couch or sofa? A couch. A couch? A couch or sofa? <laughs> a couch. That's what you call your couches or sofas? I call my couch my couch. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, what are you guys? Have you ever heard of a couch here? Have you ever called it or heard it called a Chesterfield? A Chesterfield, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've never really heard of that, but I didn't know that was a Canadian term. Dude, you got to get on your Canadian terms. Think, think an extra Canadian. Yeah. Alrighty. The love seat. Love seat. The love seat. All right. Number nine. So you are four for eight. Number nine. A 375 milliliter bottle of alcohol, usually shaped like a little flask, but maybe a little larger. Uh, they fit in your purse. Your purse specifically. Um, so this is a funny question. <laughs> uh, I've heard it called a lot of different things. Almost like it, where I'm from, we call it a pint, but I've heard it called a Mickey. Um, I'll, I'll go with pint. <laughs> Too late. We'll go with Mickey. We'll go with Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. Okay, we'll go with Mickey. <laughs> now you um, use it in a sentence. Um, let's take a shot of some of the Mickey. <laughs> 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 is this making... So what do you guys call the little bottles here? I think we call them you know, the ones that, that, yeah. that hang off the pot, hang off the court. They're twenty six. I think we call them either pints. like a free shot. Either pints or or minis or yeah. yeah. You get them on a plane. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh nips, nips. Those are nips. Yeah. Nips. Okay. So that's what I would call a Mickey. Oh, a gotcha. pint would be a. What right. we're talking about. Seventy five milliliter would be the would be pint. Interesting. 26 is a quart. There you go. You, you, yeah. you certainly know your Canadian alcohol measurements. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's different across all provinces. So. True. All right, yeah. here we go. Number 10. A situation, that right. gets, a situation that gets way out of control, often in a funny way. A total disaster, sometimes used to refer to a party that gets out of hand. Uh, a shaker? Was that a good shaker? A shaker. Ooh. Mm. 
I do like, I like the term shaker. shaker though. I like shaker. Yeah. So have you heard the term yeah, like a gong show or a gonger? Yeah, I've heard that term. Did you ever? Did a you gonger. Ever, did you ever get in any gong, show. gong shows in uh, Canada back in the day? Yeah, there's been a few gong shows. <laughs> did you throw? Yeah. Do you throw any good ones? And shakers. Yeah, I, I threw shakers. <laughs> I threw some pretty good shakers in my day. All right. Um, yeah, we're trying it. Hopefully it doesn't turn into a gong show. Well, Jordan, <laughs> I can't remember. What was the other word? that I, It was pasta and something else that you said weirdly. Pasta? Um, about. They say about, okay. About. We get that a lot. About. Yeah. What about organization? I don't really know. What about Organization. 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 That's the one. That, that's the one that came up on the internet a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> well, Jordan, I think what was he? Four for ten. Uh, no, 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 no. Five, five for ten. Five, five, five. five for ten. Yeah, you got yeah. Five you got fifty percent, Jordan. That's not bad. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not real. I'm not real happy about it. <laughs> you're not Weird happy. Question. You're not happy about it. I'm not really happy about it. <laughs> Um, all right, any any parting thoughts or any parting words for your American friends? No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here with with you guys, and maybe I'll learn some some of your lingo. Well, we're, and, uh, we're, yeah. we're thanks for having me. We're definitely taking Shaker. That's for sure. Shake, yeah, that's been adopted. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm happy to share that. Cool. Uh, also, tell everyone your your beautiful baby's name. I love your baby's name. Yeah, thank you. Her, her name's Rowan. Rowan Elizabeth. Rowan Elizabeth. All right. That's about as European as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really what we were shooting for. But... <laughs> it is beautiful. Is it Irish? Yeah. Irish. I think it's Scottish. Scottish. But I don't really know. I like the name. <laughs> I like it too. Nice. Cool, Jordan. Nice. All right, well, thanks for coming okay, on. Okay, guys. Five out of ten, you're, you're about half Canadian, but you live in America now, so that's, that's probably how it should be. That's right. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right. See you later, man. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Bye. All right. So thanks to Jordan, the authentic Canadian half, coming in half five for authentic. ten. Half authentic. Yeah. Um. It's it was refreshing to hear someone say they were nervous again. Yeah. We had some. Uh, yeah. We're not. We haven't been very intimidating. We haven't really. been very intimidating lately, and I feel like we were intimidating there. Yeah, which I think is so good. too. That's what we wanted. I think so too. Scare the Canadian out of him. We got some good sound bites there, though. <laughs> yeah. Few good ones. Shaker, I really think we'll we'll take Shaker. Yeah, back we'll with we'll, us. we'll steal Shaker for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Derek, you know what that means? I do. The Monster Jam. It's time for sports. Time for sports. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the third period coming up right now. It's sports. So we're in a little bit of a we're in one of the calmer sports times you could get. Um, You'd think with so. NHL and NBA being done, except NBA is not really done. Because there's a lot of drama that goes on in the NBA offseason, uh, much more than I feel most other sports have sure. offseason-wise. Um, and there's, you know, that, that's the majority of them, I guess, but there's also the U.S. Open this weekend. So uh, we'll start with basketball. So a, a bunch of stuff going on in the offseason uh, trade slash free agency slash draft market so far. Uh, the biggest news that's broken in the last, well, I guess the, all three of these are pretty big uh, stories. So we'll just start with the one centered around a superstar in the league right now. So Paul George has informed the Indiana Pacers that he is is done, essentially. Can I, can I ask a legit question? Yes. Is Paul George that good? Like, 
I feel like all we've been doing is so, talking about Paul George for the past year, and he's his friend is contracts not up until after the next year. Yeah, is is he someone that you need to be like? He reminds me of like a Carmelo Anthony type, like a very good player, but not championship quality. I mean, so I think it would depend who you're asking if you say is Paul George that good. Um, Paul George isn't a top five player, I don't think. He's certainly not going to transform a team the way that... Do you think he's a top 10 player? He didn't make the All-NBA team, which yeah. is 15 players. That's what I'm saying. Um, he didn't make any of the three All-NBA teams. Um, now, granted, there's some positional factors there. You know, there's certainly some guards that maybe, you know, Paul George could have made it over if he was a guard, let's say. But yeah. um, And same things like centers, you know, like there's going to be a center on every team. So like DeAndre Jordan or someone like that still, makes it. Still. But, uh, but still. So Paul George is... is He's a star player, but I don't know if he's a superstar player by the standards that we have superstars now in the NBA. You know, I mean, he's certainly not going to transform a team the way by himself, the way that LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. I would say all those guys are better than him. Yeah. So right now, what you kind of need, and it, it depends on the role he's willing to take. Yeah. Because you need a, you're right. You need a superstar to be your scorer or to be your leader. Yeah. And then you need really good role players. Like I yeah. think the Celtics targeting Gordon Gordon Hayward is a great idea. Yeah. Because he's he, a scorer. He's he a can, scorer he and, a, and a role player. He's yeah. not he's not a well, carry a team to role the, player in terms of in like, a championship context. In, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, in a championship yeah. team, he's not gonna be your Yeah, he's highest. a starter. He's, he's a starter. starter. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's and he's a very good contributor, maybe second he, second or third best player in yeah, team. Second or third, yeah. But if you're gonna get to the NBA finals, Gordon Hayward can't be your best player. And right. I, I don't I think it's the right. same with Paul George, but Paul George wants so, to be the number one. So I will say I think that you could build a championship team with Paul George as your best player, but I current, don't think – I not. So after next season, Paul George. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's really tough to think of a team right now that you could construct where Paul George is the best player that beats Golden State. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Um, now, that doesn't mean that – so so it doesn't mean that he's, that he's worth – you know, scoffing at at this point, but I, I will say that it's a really weird situation because we haven't often seen this where a guy has just stated that he's going to leave a you, year ahead of time, and you do kind of know who he's it. going to. Yeah, and you do kind of know it with a lot of players, but this is the first time. Like, what do you think? If you're an Indiana Pacers fan, yeah. what are you thinking <laughs> right now? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like, hey guys. I mean, I'm going to play for you. I'm going to hopefully play pretty like, well. Like, he'll get booed all season if they don't season. trade him. I mean, he's getting traded. There, there, there's no way that they're not trading him at this point. Um, Is it just, like a Boogie Cousins thing? I don't think so because Boogie Cousins at least always claimed he wanted to stay. Boogie, Boogie claimed that he wanted to stay, and Boogie was not on an expiring deal. Actually, Well, I guess contract-wise he's the same as Paul George. But um, This is a power move by Paul George. And his agent and everybody involved. And a weird, I mean, as an outsider – you can see it. You understand, like playing for the Pacers for that long on a on a team that just refuses yeah. to make investment in Paul George right. and, and the team around him. Yeah. Sure, try to get away or want to, but then again, it's also feeds into this new NBA where which I hate. What players get upset at at a bad team they're on, and literally tell them two years in advance, "I'm going to go play for the Lakers." Yeah, so that's basically what yeah. he's saying. Which so because I don't like I don't like <laughs> Indiana. I don't like the team I have here. Yeah. I want to go win a championship. And now yeah. it's just going to be like all these people are, are migrating away from the right. mid-market teams, which need yeah. these players. But so so there is a couple things that that make me a little bit torn in this situation. 
So I hate when players do this and like take over the league and say like we're just going to pick where we go all the time. And, and I mean that's silly to think to hate because players can pick where they go. It's it's the way free agency is designed. Um, so the the thing that uh, I'm a little torn on this is that a he's not going to a super team. He's actually going to a bad team. Yeah. Or like like this well, is a team that he first of all we don't bad. know he's going to well the well Lakers, the but. team but yeah on, as far as who he says he's intending to go to, he's not saying I'm going to team up with LeBron. You know, and yeah. Carmelo and D Wade. Like he's not doing that. He's not. Um, and on the other side, you could make the argument. It's like, on one hand, I was like, "Wow, what? A, like, what a dick move!" <laughs> Just like telling the Pacers he's yeah. out. But at the same time, it, is it is it a better move than just keeping that concealed and just walking? You know, like is it? I know it sounds dumb, but is it in a weird way more respectful to the organization to say, "Hey, I'm going to leave. Like, you guys should trade me to get something for me on a rental, you know, deal." Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they lost all of their leverage doing that. So to me, that needs to happen on behind closed doors. Go to the go behind closed doors and say, hey, guys, I'm leaving. Don't let this get out to the media. Offer me in trades, but I'm planning to leave India. Yeah, I don't see the – Because the, the Pacers got wrecked by this news. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, and, and how do you recover from that if you're the Pacers? You, you can't. You can't. This reached the point. It's you, not you even s- like you can't just not this year. You can't next year either. No, like he, he has literally handcuffed Who, them. Who's from the next star player that's going to go sign in Indiana? Nobody. After and this it's happens, terrible yeah. and it's it's sad. And if you're a Pacers fan, you have to be really, really upset. And I haven't seen much reactions. It's pretty. Yeah, it's still pretty, pretty raw, negative. pretty recent. But it is. That, I mean, I mean, what is the positive? What is the positive? There, what what I mean, is his? Is no. What is the reasoning? Do you think? His, I don't know. I mean, he, he's so, and that's his reasoning leads me to the other part that makes me slightly torn. In that, from what I've heard, is that he grew up a Lakers fan and he wants to be, a, wants to be a Laker. And if I don't more, care. if you more don't people get to play on your favorite team, but, but I would, but so, but I would rather that be the reason someone signs with a team than, than strictly money or strictly talent. I think. I think well, I would. Well, maybe, but you, not, I, th- I think if more players, I'm, I'm saying, what's the point of telling them over a yeah. year in advance? I don't and, know. And basically pouting know. the entire time. He was really pouting the entire yeah. last year. Yeah. He, he asked for trades. He he talked about how his team, like he kind of acted like he was very he was very standoffish about his teammates in interviews in the playoffs. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It all circles back to: Is Paul George that good? Is, no. he, is he that good to draw this type of demand, no. this type of attention and demand? Absolutely and not. Paul George is a hell of a player, but I think I agree. I think that this is this is weird, and, and they're not going to get a lot of good offers, and it's going to result it's going to result in something that could be bad for the league. I mean, the fact that the Cavaliers are in on this discussion is ridiculous. That's how that's how much leverage Indiana lost. Cleveland has nothing to offer. Like no. they have literally nothing to offer, and they're in on this because that's how low the price is going to end up being on Paul George because of this news, you know. Because they know and, he wants to go to two teams. Yeah, it's like yeah. They, it's and and it's yeah. like all right, cool. Well, if I'm one of those teams, yeah. Uh, Any team that isn't a contender, it's really. I mean, teams that would could be able to consider trading for him this uh, this off season. It's the Cavs, as it's been mentioned. The Celtics can throw their hat in the ring and try to convince him to stay. Um, the a team like the Spurs or the Rockets, if they had financially the ability, maybe they could. But that's it. I, I mean, anybody who wants to build around Paul George is not going to trade for him no. because he said that he wants to go to the Lakers. So, to me, that is that's the weirder part. Um, I have no problem with a with somebody. You hit free agency, and if you chose the Lakers because it was your childhood team, then I would say that's cool. Sure. But 
to but to really influence the league the way that you are right now with that in mind and just like shut the door on any possibility just, why don't you just request a trade and say that you're going to explore the market when you're a free agent they should uh, see NBA franchises don't work like this <laughs> but they should sit him on the bench keep him and sit they him. should bench him and yeah. sit him for the first 75% first 60 games of the season yeah. and then trade him yeah Till the deadline. Till the deadline. They should yeah. wait right up to the deadline. Don't play. Like, what's he going to do for you? He's going to win you some of your games, and then yeah. you're not going to make the playoffs. You don't owe him anything at this and point. And especially the way if you that are, he's... like, what if you are good? Yeah. What if, you, what if you're good enough to make the playoffs, and, yeah. and he performs poorly in the playoffs, or they perform really well in the playoffs? Yeah. It, it, it just throws too much weird drama into it. Yeah, it does. Um, what if you win the, what if they win the title? <laughs> What without, if they win the him? NBA championship? Him? Oh, with, oh you're with them. With, with them. them next yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, you can say that the fact that we can't even consider that as an option. Yeah. And it says he, a lot about the league, it but, it, about but the league. it says a lot about players, too. And they were a playoff it's a, it team. It says a lot about players in this league, too. Yeah. Because. So he can say, I'm again, not playing for you next year. And, and that's that's every fan hearing, wow, you're he not going to play for us next year. And he hasn't been engaged the last year, either. Yeah. If he's decided that he wants to go to the Lakers, he hasn't, he hasn't met with the Lakers. He hasn't toured the Lakers facilities. He hasn't. Met with Magic Johnson to talk about this. I mean, that that would all be against the rules for him to do any of those things. So he hasn't done those. No. And so he's just from Indiana, sitting in his locker room. He's like, what, looking on Twitter about like the Lakers? Yeah. Well, like, the, like he's been. He's if he's already said that he wants to go to L.A., having not explored a single thing about free agency, he's totally checked out of being in Indiana. And if if you're an Indiana fan, I would be I would be completely livid about that. Yeah, I'm interested. Has he has he spoken since then? Has he made like, a statement? I don't think he's spoken. No, and, and and people asked him about this several times during during the last month or two, and every time he said, "I'm an Indiana Pacer," like that, like that's it. I'm a Pacer. Like blah 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 blah. I'm a Pacer. He never said anything else, and now now he comes out and and informs the team. And, and you know, I will say maybe this was leaked by somebody. You know, it's sure. po- it's yeah. like it, it's possible it wasn't his intention to make this known to everyone, but still, I mean. I don't know. It's the lack of willingness to compete to me is a little bit of a red flag. It, a year out of your contract being up that you're you've decided where you're going to go play on a different team. You just you've just checked out. And whoever gets him, it's like it's the same thing. It, it doesn't it's not like it doesn't apply to that team. You know, how's that team going to get him invested in their culture and their organizational plan and their season and everything if he's yeah. checked out win for free agency? So that's a diva move. Yeah. So uh, w- this story is still developing. We'll have yeah. more on it as people talk more yeah. about it. But it, it's a weird situation for the NBA. It's just been a weird year and a half for the NBA. Yeah, it has. It hasn't been great. It has. So um, speaking of weird NBA news, yeah. the Celtics trade the number one overall pick to <laughs> Philadelphia. Yep. And these are two teams both trusting the process in opposite directions. Yeah. Philly yeah. is stockpiling picks by tanking. Yes. The Celtics are stockpiling picks by, by trading, by trading yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going to win out here, Derek? So, Who wins this trade? Well, so actually, that, lay the groundwork. We won't. Tell them what yeah, the trade okay. is. So the Celtics hit the lottery, got the number one pick, and most people thought that Markel Fultz was going to be their pick. And including it was, you. It, including me. And, and it was sparking... All of the nonsense. We had the, the soundbite from a couple intros ago. The Isaiah hot takes. You know, how what are they going to do with Isaiah? Is it's time to move on from Isaiah? Markel Fultz is the truth. You know, yeah. um, it turns out. So the Celtics. The news broke over the weekend. The Celtics trade the number one pick to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for the number three pick, which Philly owned. Uh, and then the return coming back is a little bit complicated, but I'll, so I'll simplify it for you. So the Celtics will be receiving one additional pick in return. 
uh, it is either going to be the 2018 Lakers pick, and it will be that pick if that pick falls between number two and number five. So, Lakers because the Phil because Philly because, owned that pick. No, because so so Philly owns that Lakers pick, but yeah. there were protections on it when they got it from L.A. Gotcha. So if that pick ends up being number one, it actually goes all the way back to L.A., not to Philly. So so L.A. will always have kept that pick if it landed number one next year. Okay. But the common thought is that L.A. will not be number one lottery odds next year because they're getting a little bit better at least. So if it's two through five, they get that pick. If it falls either one or lower than five, then the pick pushes back to the following year, 2019, when it's the Sacramento Kings pick. And that pick, the same thing goes, it is protected at number one. <laughs> this and is strange. Other, other, it's very strange. So um, I actually saw a little flow diagram what if, what online that what makes it King, very easy. What if the Kings get number one? Kings get number year? one, they will get the 76ers first round pick. Of that year. Of that year. Okay. Which could be significantly worse if the Sixers actually start to get better. Yeah. But again, so so basically the only way that the Celtics lose out on this one of these top picks here is if both of the next two years that pick ends up number one that yeah. they're supposed to they're supposed to get. So the odds are they will end up with a top five pick one of the next two years. Because okay. the Kings have no real direction and the Kings don't look like they're gonna do anything. So yeah. so that's essentially what happens. Now the kicker to all of this, as it was very confusing when the trade went through on Saturday, and I believe it was Saturday night the trade was reported, and today it was Monday it was finalized. Um, Danny H did do a conference call today uh, with some media, and this particular quote that I wrote down here that I'm going to read was really the most telling one to me. Ainge says, quote, We think there's a really good chance the player we'll take at number three is the player that we would have taken at number one. In no uncertain terms saying that they were not taking Marco Fultz. So yeah. it's very, very clearly saying Cause that because Philadelphia is taking him. Okay. Um, it was actually the, the whole trade was pending a workout with Fultz. And do you have to say that? Uh, does in the for the trade? Do you know like to the media? Oh no, uh, no, you don't have to say Cause that. Because I feel like that's like an obvious. Oh, 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 that, that's oh, like a, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like an obvious like look. We fleeced him. We got him. I made right. a great deal, yeah, even though you yeah, probably yeah. would have taken Fultz. Yeah. So just saying, I, we weren't going to take him anyway. It makes you look good. Yeah, it, it makes you look good. Uh, for me, I think that Ainge is less concerned about making himself look good and more concerned about appeasing Celtics fans because Celtics fans get all over Danny Ainge when he makes when he makes trades with these Nets picks, no matter what they are, no yeah. matter what the trade is, no matter what the rumored trade is. Celtics fans get all over him about every single thing. So I think more so he might have been just saying this to let fans know we weren't taking Fultz. And in part because maybe the, he thinks that their backcourt is too good and he doesn't want to give up on younger players like Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier. So um, so there's that. The Celtics pick at third now. They're, I think now they're very likely to take either Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson. Those are two small forwards from Kansas and Duke. Um, and so that's the consensus pick. But uh, the one thing that did break through today, which I don't know if I believe or not, but Stephen A. Smith reported it on ESPN. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says that the 76ers and Chicago Bulls were in discussion on the number three pick being traded for Jimmy Butler. And the 76ers elected not to do that as they wanted to draft Marco Fultz so badly. Interesting. Uh, that, that the Sixers felt that Jimmy Butler didn't fit with their youth movement and that they just wanted to go full youth movement and draft Fultz at number one and make this little baby big three they have of Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid. Simmons, who's never played an NBA um, game. Who's never played an NBA game. And Embiid, who has had serious health issues, you know, even yeah. though he looks like a very, very good player. Um, so the the Stephen A. Smith claims the Celtics now intend to try to get Jimmy Butler with that pick. I don't think I believe that. Um, but that's what Stephen A. Smith claims. So whatever the case, um, very interesting 
for you know surrounding the Celtics here. I do. Danny Ainge was asked directly if this was a deal leading to a deal, and he said that it you know that's a possibility. He said mm-hmm. his phone's been ringing a lot since they made this trade. Um, so I don't think it's a case of they just purely wanted to pick that guy at number three and that's all. But I think that's still the most likely outcome. I okay. think they're going to make a draft pick at number three. It's going to be either Tatum or Jackson, I think. So on a different so. note, the three important players the Celtics have been linked to in the past yep. year or two have been Paul George, Gordon Hayward, and Jimmy Butler. Yep. Without any hypothetical contract stuff or money stuff or trade stuff, who's the person you want on your team of those three? So if I'm just picking who I want on my team out of those three. No strings attached. Um, it's re- That's a really tough question because of how many strings are attached. <laughs> um, I would take Paul George if there was any certainty he would sign, if there if he, if he would extend. I think he is the best player of those three. Uh, the, with that said, he's there's not a lot of certainty there. So I, I think Jimmy Butler's my favorite player out of them. Um, but – you know, as I'm answering this question, I realize I'm completely ignoring what you said, but I mean, mean, because there's these levels of it, but with these three guys is that Paul George, there's no certainty. So Paul George, your answer, Paul George would be my answer. If all things were, you know, if all things were equal, but I don't think they should trade a lot for Paul George because of the whole situation that he's, that he's in right now that we talked about. So the Gordon Hayward on the opposite end of the spectrum is completely free of giving up any assets. You just need to have cap space for him. So, and no one really cares about him. So he could could literally do it every once. Exactly. Um, um, Blake Griffin's another player that recently has been oh, yeah. linked to Boston. Um, he actually, what's actually interesting, another thing that sent Celtics fans in a frenzy yesterday or this morning. Um, pardon my take. You were pardon my take the Barstool podcast. Yes. Um, Blake Griffin was on it yesterday. Really. And they asked Blake Griffin his Mount Rushmore of NBA cities, and he had Boston on his Mount Rushmore. Wow. Amid all these rumors, and he didn't have LA. So interesting. Uh, interesting little nugget there. That's a nice little and uh, the, there was some reporting from Adrian Wojnarowski as well that had these quotes from these prominent Western Conference free agents that seemed very, very eerily, blatantly Blake Griffin, a few of them. Um, so there's a lot of rumors going around there about Blake Griffin. So there's a lot going on for the Celtics. NBA draft is on Thursday, um, and free agency begins, I think, like a week after that or so. So um, lots to watch. Uh, one final note on the NBA that is tied into everything that we just said and very weird. Um, Cavaliers GM David Griffin, as well as their, I, re- I actually read as well as their VP of basketball operations and their assistant GM, all three of those guys will be out at the end of the month for Cleveland, not having their contracts renewed, Wow, which is very strange, um, especially because all the, all of the reports and there were confirmed reports that David Griffin, their GM was, was one of the quotes said elbow deep in uh, maneuver, trying to maneuver a package for Jimmy Butler today uh, to put together something that would get it done for Jimmy Butler. And then an hour later, it comes out that, that the GM is leaving. Um, apparently, other GMs they were trying to make trades with were all basically asking about his future because his contract was not extended yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the funniest part about it all, Chauncey Billups, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, who is, who is a truthful source of NBA news, Chauncey Billups is the leading candidate to become the Cavaliers' new GM, which shouldn't be surprising at all. Saucy but. Billups. <laughs> this is becoming a joke. Um, <laughs> it's becoming LeBron and friends. Like, whoever, yeah. like, and, and yeah. LeBron probably didn't orchestrate any of this, he, but, no, but, but he's the driving factor behind any of that. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no other reason you make decisions if LeBron is on your team other than yeah. to keep and appease well, LeBron. Well, you know, and David, um, David Griffin. Uh, it, the report came out that it was a mutual parting of ways. It wasn't that he was fired. 
And David Griffin apparently felt that he did not have the same view of the Cavaliers' future as Dan Gilbert, who's the owner, is. Yeah. That's very intriguing to me because I don't know which is which, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't know. Point. I don't know how. What, what like, what two views of the Cavs' future could you have? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you got to win right now. You like, yeah. LeBron James is thirty, going to be thirty-three years old. What, what's your alternative view of the future? <laughs> and so I love Chauncey Billups. Best one of the best nicknames in basketball yeah. is Saucy Billups. One of the the better players, good announcer on, on NBA, yep, yep. Um, but it does kind of feel like a a Ty Lue situation where they yeah. just push out someone you don't really like or don't get along with, bring in someone you like and won't make any qual- <laughs> like bring in someone who's not gonna rock the boat. Yeah, bring in someone who's just gonna listen to LeBron, <laughs> yeah. and build a team around him only, which but what's, is but, not a it's not the worst to me deciding factor. If you're if LeBron is on your team, he's yeah. been to seven straight finals. But to me, it's interesting because I felt like David Griffin did that. I felt like David Griffin yeah. appeased LeBron James in the last few years as well. Yeah, you know, he he, he signed Thompson to the deal that LeBron wanted him signed to. He signed yeah. he brought J.R. Smith back, even though they were kind of at ends with him. Um, they went and got Corver and Darren Williams, which didn't really work out. But I mean, midseason LeBron had been asking for a veteran point guard back a backup point guard. It seemed like David it's, Griffin was listening to what he was saying. It's such a freaking luxury that these big teams have. They can literally go to the finals, lose to the best team in the in the nation, maybe the best team we've ever seen play basketball, yeah. and then fire their GM. Fire their GM. And they fired their coach, and their coach two years ago two years after ago. they lost in the finals to another historically good Meanwhile, team. Meanwhile, Paul George is telling the Pacers, I'm not going to play for you in two years. Yeah. Like, it's wild. Yeah. The parody yeah. is so bad. Yeah. That we have that this is what we're talking about. Yeah. The Cavs fire their head coach and GM. And GM. Three year span, which they've gone to the finals all three years. And and then other teams literally have to pick its scraps and hope have to that sell their players a year early because they already decided they're not staying. It's bad, man. I it's they need to do something about it. I don't know what the fix is, obviously. Yeah, there, I don't know. There, I don't yeah, neither do I. We've talked about this before. It's so. a culture thing. It's it's yeah. becoming a it's becoming a culture thing in the NBA. It's not good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so. Last little footnote for sports. Uh, Brooks Kopka wins the U.S. Open. That's seven straight years of first-time winners. Uh, fun little stat. Wow. We, we've also talked about – we do a lot of talking about what's good and bad for certain sports. Is this good or bad for golf? I think – you know, it's probably bad for golf. I think so, too. Because um, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Fun fact, Florida State grad. Is he? Name that college, nice. yeah. Um, I don't know who this guy is. And – these the stars of golf are not taking the reins. I mean, and then they're complaining Jordan Spieth, about it. Rory McIlroy. See Rory like complaining the I whole time. I he didn't. basically said this course is too hard. He didn't make oh, the cut. Oh and then God. like someone chirped him on Twitter, and he he clapped back at him, saying how much money he makes. It was just like kind of like, dude, yeah, you're not a superstar. Like you've yeah. won a couple. You're you're lucky that you're in a sport where there are no superstars yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's why people know your name. Maybe they got to go to teams. They got to make teams. Golf teams. Golf league. The golf league. Swaggy polos, like swaggy uniforms. I don't hate the idea, Drafting, Derek. drafting people, match play. Oh, man. The Ryder Cup is awesome. People love the Ryder, the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup might be the best golf tournament. Yeah. And that's a hot take. Yeah. And, I, and, and you know what's the best part about it? Is that you could keep every single individual thing you do, if, as long as you kept strokes. If you played, if you played stroke play. You could keep every single you could have a you could have a winner of the U.S. Open, if you if you wanted to grandfather that out or whatever you yeah. know because shifting to a team model would be drastic obviously. Um, uh, but, but you that, could sell apparel. The best part about could, the Ryder what if there's Cup, a Boston golf team, 
The best part or about Tampa golf team. Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Swingers. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Long Drives. There'd be some great names and great logos coming out of a golf league. Yeah. That's for sure. The I'm going to think of a good one right now. The Sarasota Slice. There, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. What's the other Sarasota one? Slice, slice and Draw. Slice and Draw. There's Fade, Hook. The Denver Draw. The Denver Draw. Yeah. The Boston. What would Boston be? Boston. The Boston... Boston Birdies. The Boston Birdies. The I Boston like, Bird I like Boys. A bird logo. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I like it. Golf League. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Why is it? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's we can't do it, but let's, yeah. Well, actually, um, yeah, let's do it. We'll develop it. So I think that's a good way to wrap up sports. I think so, too. Um, with a very hot take, we're starting the American Golf League, the AGL. The AGL, yeah. Or the National Golf League, the NGL. NGL. The NGL. Yeah, that's probably better. The National Golf League. Yeah. Just a bunch of Or either either golfers. league or association. You think league? The AGA. The, a- American, the American Golf, golf Association. That sounds more golf. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. The national the AGA. The NGA. National Anyway. We we'll think about we, it. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop talking about that on the air. Um, so that brings us that's the end of sports, and that actually brings us to the end of the episode. Um, great, great guest in uh, Jordan Clendenning from Canada. Um, fun little BC update, fun sports. A quick note before the final drive. Next week, we will most likely have my father on the podcast All right. to review his Father's Day gift. All right. Which is Are you going to reveal that? The Squatty Potty. Wow. So we may have my dad on to talk about his week's worth of squatting on the potty. All right. And, and if, you, if you don't know what a Squatty Potty is, Google it. It's <laughs> hilarious. And All apparently right. they work. So we'll get the full scoop. About the so poop. <laughs> there's going to be a lot did for. You hear, did you hear what I just said? Yes, the full well, scoop about the poop. Yeah, that you didn't good. laugh at that. I oh, was sorry, I, I was I was already starting my next sentence. That was that was that was good. Thanks. That was good. Well, I appreciate. Say it, it again. Say it again. The full scoop about the poop. There you go. That was good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, ne- the next week is episode sixty nine. So oh, yeah, there's going to be a well, lot. So. We should have a let's have a vulgar episode. Ooh, yeah. Not like vulgar, but as like... Long as, yeah, they'll, it'll take some editing, so we'll yeah. have to record well, it early. We'll, it's but. episode 69. We'll talk about the Squatty Potty. Yep. We'll talk about yep. other things. We haven't thought about it yet. Yeah. This is just brainstorm we'll, right we'll, now. We'll, we'll brainstorm it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's 69. It has to be something We'll like just that. figure it out. So. Um, okay, well, that's... Now I'm excited for next week. <laughs> um, well, that brings us, Derek, to the final drive. All right. You want to go first or second? I'm going to go first. All right. All right. So this past weekend, I was in Atlanta, Hotlanta. Um, very great little town. Do love Atlanta a lot. Went to the new tur- uh, SunTrust Field, the new Brave Stadium. Beautiful stadium. It's about 45 minutes away from the city, though. That's my only, that's my only negative comment about the stadium. Easy to get in, easy to get out. Lots of great seat like every seat in the house is a beautiful seat that's what all the new ones are kind of built like they're built sort of up and angled towards the field so every seat feels like it's close to the field um also into the national coke museum or the uh, world of coca-cola very nice. weird and cheesy but still a fun little thing you get to try sodas from all over the world um then the coup de gras the college football hall of fame so we were debating whether to do this because we did the World of Coke in the same day, but we ended up going also to the College World uh, College Hall of Fame because our flight got delayed. Uh, thanks a lot, Boston Logan Construction. Um, but the College Football Hall of Fame should be the blueprint for all museums moving forward. It is obviously it's brand new, but it's it's so interactive. You walk in, you get a little card, 
and we were running late, so we couldn't do all of the things you need to do. But apparently, you can access your car. You can put a football team on your on your little card and walk up to exhibits and press your card, and it'll bring up your football team's info about wow. whatever section you're in. So wow. tailgating, um, traditions, rivalries, wow. best players, awards. They have a they have a interactive session where you can actually kick field goals and throw footballs and run drills, and then. Um, they've got all the Hall of Famers in the top level, and it's built, it's very compact, but it feels a lot bigger than it is. There's a really cool hype video. There's like a basically 10-minute long slow-mo college football <laughs> players coming out of a tunnel to cool music, which is all you really want. <laughs> um, so it really is a great experience. If you're in Atlanta or we're not planning on going to the College Hall of Fame in your lifetime, I suggest it because it's very cool. Uh, Atlanta's a fun city. And uh, two thumbs up for the College Football Hall of Fame. All right. I want to go now. Yes. I'm going. Um, so my final drive also, this is the second week in a row that we both have been on trips over the weekend. And that was our final drive. I was at Martha's Vineyard this weekend uh, on a fishing trip with my, my dad, my uncle, two of my cousins, and uh, our friend Zach. And uh, it was great. It was uh it's a tradition for the old hags. They've done it for a bunch of years. Uh, they used to do it every year. They would go fishing, drinking all weekend. Uh, kids were always too young to take them. Uh, five years later, they've reenacted it. Let's go. So they bring the bring the boys out. Uh, weather was atrocious. Um, we, there, <laughs> there was about 40 mile an hour winds, and it was about 50 degrees on the beach. Uh, we're we're making lunch on Friday at the beach, and. I, I understood now why a sandwich is called a sandwich because oh, no. it was literally half sand and it oh, just geez. crunch uh, solely from the wind. The wind was blowing the sand that much that you couldn't make a sandwich without it being mostly sand. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, it was a great time. Weather was a little bit more clear on Saturday. Uh, caught a few fish, did some fishing off the shore. Uh, Martha's Vineyard is a great little place. It's We always talk about Cape Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket. Um, I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. The vineyard's cool. Um, it's definitely bigger than Nantucket and uh, sometimes harder to get around. Like it's it's a little bit longer of a cab ride. It's it's in between. I would say Nantucket and the Cape as far as like taking a cab to go to the bars. Mm. Um, but it's a nice place. It, it, the vineyard's a little expensive, uh, a little bit like Nantucket. But um, but there's a lot of cool places there. We certainly didn't explore the whole island, but uh, went to a few nice restaurants, nice bars, and uh, we just stayed at the Island Inn, which was a nice old place. Um, so yeah, two thumbs up for the vineyard over the weekend, outside of the weather not being totally ideal. Um, it was good though. So there you go, Martha's Vineyard. There you go. That's it. That's it. And that's a wrap on episode 68. Coming at you next week, <laughs> episode 69. See you then. Later days. <laughs>